What are you going to do when the 28-inch pythons of Corey Jolks and Joke Mania runs wild on you? We're going to talk about this, brother, on tonight. Locked on Astros. Let's go. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we update you joins for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett did a wardrobe change. Where can they find you at? Brother, they can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. When the Astros come back to town, if you don't have a ticket, you can wait till the last minute. Downtown, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you for making the Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, make sure you go and subscribe to us. Make us your first listen every day and uh, make sure you make us uh, become an everydayer and listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, check out the Locked on Astros podcast. And wow, what a game. Six runs in the first inning. Everybody got a hit in this game. It took uh, Jose Abreu a little bit of a time to get a a hit, but he did contribute in the first inning. Uh, they knocked out a uh, top finalist for the Cy Young Award last year out after just one out in that game. And there's a lot of offense in this game, including the incredible jokes. Um, it was a joke smash, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. But uh, also something that happened after the, our show yesterday was Greg uh, Kessinger was uh, getting promoted. And we'll talk about who was added to the 60 day IL and what's going on with Jose Altuve. So that's just some of the stuff that we're going to talk about on this lockdown Nationals podcast, but this was an epic game 11 to four. It felt like they scored more runs than they actually did. Uh, yeah, I know with 19 hits. I mean, the first eight batters had six hits and six runs. That was amazing. Look, Eric, I love this. Jeremy Pena, multi-hit game. Alvarez, multi-hit game. Tucker, multi-hit game. Um, Diaz and Myers, multi-hit game. Let me tell you something. If this isn't a day of reckoning for Yiner Diaz, if if this isn't a sign that these consecutive games back-to-back-to-back are not great for Maldonado because you know they're going to depend on him in the playoffs. He needs to be rested he needs to be willing and able at the end of the season to fight that fight because he does have that dog in him when it comes to the playoffs. And Yanner Diaz coming in and literally going four for five today, Eric, in the catching spot was phenomenal. The top of the lineup set the tone early. You know, Manoa is a shell of himself last year. He has, I mean, he looks like he's gained weight. He is, his pitches, his pitch velocity is down. He just, he's not throwing with confidence. At this time last year, he was eight and one. 
And he just he just went out there and did Manoa things. Literally, he threw what 34 pitches and he was knocked out, dude. That is that is unheard of of a of a guy. Look, we've seen guys have good years and have a bad year, but he's having a terrible year. And they already have one pitcher that's down. So look, good for the Astros. <laughs> one third of an inning, six earned runs, seven hits. Um I mean, what can you say about this lineup, dude? Springer was over four today for the Blue Jays, but this Astros team took advantage because we we just saw that they swept the Mets and they were on this win streak and they had been averaging a lot of runs per game. We neutralized them. So this is what it was. It was single, single, single RBI fly out. It was Alex Bregman that flew out and it was a deep fly ball from what I remember. Single RBI, then it was a walk. And then it was a grand slam by Corey Jolks, then single, single. And so that walk was Jose Abreu, and he was actually down in the count, but he actually worked his way back up for that walk. So uh, that's basically what happened. So uh, he faced nine hitters, eight of them reached base. The fans basically booed him off the mound, and they were cheering him. Uh, This is a guy that they cheered – I mean, sorry, they are booing him. Are they cheering the manager for take him out? And this is guy they cheered last year. He was uh, like, I think he finished third or fourth in the um, Cy Young vote last year. And this is a guy that was just supposed to be the next best thing, but he just didn't look the same. He looked like he was literally throwing batting practice. And so um, he's Owen. He was Owen five with the six fifteen ERA with twenty one walks and twenty strikeouts and six starts in May. The Blue Jays lost all six of the starts, and uh, June has not started very well for him as well. So no, it has not. Right. But you know, Eric, to excuse me, to really capitalize on this local kid Corey Jolks, that pitch that he threw him, Eric, wasn't even over the plate. It was on the inside. Yeah, ninety-four point two mile an hour sinker. And if if you watch the replay, which I know you did, and if anybody's watching it. The way he pulled his hands in, the way he made contact with his eyes and the bat. I mean, and then they showed the the swing from the Google StatCast thing. He actually didn't even hit the barrel solidly, but he pulled his hands in and got enough whip action on that barrel. Right. Dude, that ball traveled. If he would have like, if that would have been over the center of the plate, he probably could have hit that dead center. I mean, Jordan Alvarez's home run was pretty reminiscent of of Game Six of the World Series last year. How hard and how far he hit it! But Corey Jolks, man, this kid just continues to be that guy that everyone's like, okay, well, maybe we trade him. And now people are like, whoa, uh, can we hold on to this guy? He's good, and, and he took full advantage today. So so proud of this kid. I was going back watching his interview that I did with him earlier, and I'll just and I'll just end on this. Um, Listening to him talk, you could tell he was a bit nervous, but it wasn't that he was nervous because he didn't, he liked confidence. He's just not used to being in front of the camera talking. But I guarantee if I were to interview him now, he would be a completely different person. Like he has grown up very quickly. So good for Corey Jokes. Yeah, definitely. And I know that if you're looking at what he's done recently, I think you said he's fifth in the American League with RBIs with 22. Yes. So yeah. um, he's, he's make, 
I don't think he's gonna he has a chance to win the rookie of the year, but uh, I think that he's uh, putting his name up there. And I think Hunter Brown is uh, the odds of him winning the rookie of the year are a little bit higher at this moment. But what Corey Jolks has done for the Astros is he's given them an option when some of the bats have gone a little bit cold. He's kind of stepped up. Yes, he only got one hit in this game, but that was a big hit. And it seems like he's always been there. But uh, we'll talk about in a little bit the bottom of the lineup, what the bottom mm. lineup. But you brought up Alvarez. Uh, he had that 452-foot home run to the flight deck out there. And what was ironic was you had um, you had um, Callis and Blum basically talking about that. What a great experience it must be to be a fan, to go out there and just sit up there. And then next thing you know, Alvarez hits a ball right to the flight deck. And that was just yeah. a cool thing to see. And they're like, oh, it just went to the flight deck. And uh, so that that was cool. And uh, I know the Astros had four home runs on the day, but 452 feet, that was a no doubter that was oh, yeah. just amazing you're like eric's like that would have been out of 30 of 30 ballparks actually let me <laughs> there's look. not a the, i guarantee there's not a freaking ballpark that would hold that ball 110.2 mile an hour is off the bat and what was funny was callus and blummer i actually i was listening to to the radio at the time and sparks and ford were talking about how you could hear the ooze and the awes now if y'all have Twitter, go to the Astros Twitter account, listen to the call by Blummer and Callis from AT&T Sportsnet. Actually, it may be on AT&T's. And if you turn the volume up enough, you can hear Robert Ford in the background calling the home run. At, I think I think it's either the Grand Slam or Jordan Alvarez. One of the oh no, it's actually the Corey Jokes Grand Slam. You can hear you can hear Ford calling the home run. Uh-huh. Next to Callis and Blummer, because you know they're not too far from each other in the in the whole press area. But that was Jordan Alvarez, man. He leads the majors in RBI now. Eric, this guy's having an MVP year. It yeah. if if he doesn't at least get a share of the first place votes, it's going to be absolutely criminal. All right, so um, I know both Jolks and Alvarez's were uh, home runs in all thirty of thirty ballparks, but this is the first time I've seen this. Alvarez's home run had a thousand expected batting average <laughs> so you don't so see you that mean, much well, well right that means it was a like you said no doubter and let me tell you what else is a no doubter is game time game time is this great app guys that you can go to guys and girls whoever's listening use a promo code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off that's right your first purchase it doesn't just have to be baseball it can be comedy it can be plays it can be concerts whatever you want this is what you don't have to do either. You don't have to plan weeks in advance. You can go the day of, hey, honey, let's go to the game. Hey, honey, let's go to the play. What do you want to see? A ballet? Let's go. Walk up to the front door, purchase your ticket, two clicks, and you're in. Then if you find the tickets that are in the same section and same row for a cheaper price on a different site, then game time will, will basically refund you back 110% the difference of that ticket. So you have more money to spend on more stuff. It's a no-brainer, just like the Astros, and it's a no-doubter, just like the home runs today. Go to Game Time, download the app. It's simple and easy to use. Use a promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase, and have a great time at the game. And Tuesday night, if you're listening, the Astros play the Blue Jays 
at 6.07 Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast. Sparking Ford will have the call. SXM app. Search Astros. Uh, somebody said, well, what about Jake Myers? Well, Jake Myers, his home run was not that impressive. Um, <laughs> it was only be a home run in 21 of 30 ballparks. and But it, it was expected, 100 miles an hour off the bat. Yeah, I but mean, expected yeah. batting average of 570. That's nothing. <laughs> it was pedestrian. Tucker's home run what? was only going to be a home run in 16 of 30 not- ballparks. I'm not going to let you get away with that Kyle Tucker talk because it was an opposite field home run. I know you're kidding, but yeah, dude, he doesn't, he doesn't hit many opposite field home runs and his Kyle Tucker and Jake Myers were both 102 miles, 100.2 miles an hour off the bat. But dude, I mean, they hit, they hit like 1200 feet of home runs. I mean, it's, it's insane. What they did today, 385 feet by, by Jake Myers, 362, 399 jolts. And then Jordan's like, I can do better, 452. Thank you very much. Good yeah. Lord. What a what a day at the park. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, we'll save some of the uh, bottom of the lineup for a little bit. I mean, kind of yeah. touched on a little bit. But uh, let's go and talk a little bit about Brandon Belak, And then we're going to go and talk a little bit about Jose Altuve. And will he be in the lineup tomorrow? So we'll definitely address that in a second. But uh, Brandon Belak pitched good, uh, and he uh, he had he only gave up two runs going into the seventh inning. I think Dusty Baker was trying to get a little bit too much out of him in this game, and uh, I think that he looked like he was a little bit tired. I think he hit a batter. Uh, he walked a batter, if I believe, in the um, seventh inning. I forgot exactly what happened, but he did give up the uh, the ru- another run in the seventh inning. But he had a he tied his career high of 106 pitches. He had a career high tied his career high of six and two thirds innings pitch. He gave up ten hits, three earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts, one home run. His ERA is now 3.35 on the season, and this was a legit team. Uh, if it wasn't for the double that he gave up to uh, Vlad Guerrero, uh, then he would have only given up to two runs. So I think that if you look at who's actually in this Blue Jays lineup, I think that Belak, sometimes it'd be like that, and sometimes he's good. So look, this was he was good. What did I say at the beginning of the season? Brandon Belak was going to give this team significant innings. Now, I didn't know that we would have three pitchers all on the IL. I, I I didn't factor that into the equation, but I figured he was going to be a guy that this year, when given the opportunity, was going to get the job done. And look, two strikeouts, that's not really much to write home about. But when you, when you do give up 10 hits and you only give up three runs, that means you're neutralizing the effectiveness of the offense. The job of a pitcher is not to get strikeouts. The job of a pitcher is to get outs. Ask Coach Joe Thawne of the Corpus Christi Hooks. Ask Jason Bell. Ask any of the instructors that we've talked to or former pitchers, Mike Stanton. The job is to get outs. And Brandon Belak went up against a lineup that has guys. They have three or four guys that have eight home runs. They have one that has nine. Boba has been hitting out of his mind. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is no one to – I mean, Matt Chapman's having a career year. you got Varsho, who's dangerous. Merrifield, who tends to always hit the Astros good. Kirk got the best of them. 
Biggio has been down this year, but has upper deck power and Kevin Kiermaier. I mean, they've got a star-studded lineup. Mm-hmm. And Belak is that pitcher you would think that would go off the rails a little bit, maybe give up a few runs, maybe give up a few home runs. He kept it in focus. He gave up the solo shot. That's what we need these guys doing. It's so important, such a massive part of this team, Mary. Yeah, so um, in six starts now and seven games this season, he's got a 3-2 record with uh, 30 strikeouts and 37 and two-thirds innings pitch. His whip's a little higher at 1.49. Not terrible, but he does give up um, some hits. He does give up some walks from time to time. But he does what he d- did today. And, uh, he, I think he got Kirk to – uh, ground into two double plays. And so that's what the Astros um, are have always been preaching. If you throw the change up, you're, you're going to get those double play balls. Yeah, exactly. You know, Eric, I, I just, we need these guys to do this. And when you look on paper, you forget the year Manoa is having, but when you look on paper, Manoa versus Belak, the Astros lineup, okay. Manoa could probably neutralize them because he's got great stuff. And then be like, oh, my gosh, he's coming up against the heavy hitters of, you know, Toronto. And it's what you're doing on that day. It's not what you've done. It's not your reputation. But his reputation, he, he's he got to be building confidence, Eric. Because it always seemed like in the past he would do really well and then he would kind of implode, right? Mm-hmm. This year he's not doing that. I mean, Hunter Brown, we know that's in his DNA, that when he gets in trouble, he gets out of it. And Belak's making a habit of give up a hitter, hit here or there, give up a solo shot. But what's funny was Todd Callis said, well, you know, Belak will give up a solo home run here or there, and then Kirk hit a solo home run. <laughs> I was like, hold on, Todd, don't, don't go calling the home runs. And then he would get an out or two. They would get a couple hits. Yeah. That's for Todd Callis. <laughs> that is right. We need that for Todd Callis. But, you know, what a what a great day at the office for this pitching staff, Eric, holding the Blue Jays who have been hitting the cover off the ball to only four runs. Martinez, eh, he had no K outing. Stanek came in and did his job. Um, Martinez, let me tell you, when he faced left-handed batters, their, their, their OPS is like 200-plus points higher than, than against right-handers. So he's not your guy to throw against left-handers right now. He's just – that's not his cup of tea. Yeah, overall, I'm going to give the uh, pitching staff a round of applause because it was a good game. Uh, you would uh, like to have seen maybe Brandon Belak get that final out to kind of get the seven innings because for a pitcher, that's a big mark, especially for somebody that struggled to make it like he has. But that would have been big. And I think Dusty Baker was giving him every opportunity. But when he starts showing signs of wavering like he did, uh, you need to get the make sure you have somebody warming up, maybe have Seth Martinez warming up, especially when he's at 100 pitches already. But oh, well, it it doesn't really matter. Um, he's still going to be fine. He's still young enough. But uh, overall, this game was great. Uh, Jose Altuve did not play in today's game. And um, tomorrow is a long way away. No, that's not what Dusty Baker said. Uh, but um, we still don't know if he's going to be in the lineup. This is what Dusty Baker said. He said he's doing a lot better. Not sure if he'll play on Tuesday, but more likely Wednesday. I know he he was taking some infield um, before the game today. And so Wednesday. 
So we may not see Dusty. We, sorry, we may, we'll see Dusty Baker, but we may not see Altuve back in the lineup on Tuesday. Don't rush him back. Mauricio Dubon, first pitch, hits a single to right field. He gets on base. He does his job as a leadoff hitter. He did only go one for six, but he did only strike out one time. And so he scored a run. He was part of the hit parade. You know, the only person that didn't get a hit was actually Chas McCormick, but he still scored a run. So he got on base. But, um, yeah, every dude, everybody got a hit. Do we want to talk about the the back end of this lineup and then yes. Ray Kessinger? Uh, in a second, okay. I think uh, okay. we definitely need to address that. Uh, they definitely gave gave the offense some help. Sometimes you just need some help um, from your friends. And also, we're going to talk a little bit more about the rookie who got called up. I was hoping he, you would see him and um, maybe get some garbage time playing, kind of get his major league debut out of the way. But uh, that didn't happen. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. That's right. BetterHelp is the place that you need to go. Let me tell you, um, I've actually used BetterHelp myself, and it is a phenomenal service. What's great is it's easy and convenient to use. Um, You can use it from your phone. You can schedule appointments from your phone. And you can even pick the licensed professional counselor that you want from your phone. Look, you are probably the person that other people come to that you're getting the most out of life. And sometimes you just need someone to bounce things off of. You need to get a different perspective. And it's not easy to do that when you're trying to solve everyone else's problems. So BetterHelp is this great service that you basically download it to your phone. You answer a simple questionnaire and they line you up with the counselors that you choose. And if you have chosen a counselor, um, there are discounts. But if you've chosen a counselor and you want to switch Throughout your sessions you have, you can switch at at no extra cost. Therapy can give you the tools to find yourself, to balance life so that you can keep going and keep being the best you for others and for yourself. And to visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today, you'll get 10% off the first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Today, I want to tell y'all about Hooters. The Houston area Hooters can be found all over. Webster, Seabrook, Pasadena, Pearland, three in the city of Houston, Baytown, Galveston, Stafford, Humble, Katy, and Sugarland. If you and your buddies need a place to hang out, go check out Hooters to watch the Houston Astros. Go hang out with the famous, world-famous Hooters girls. And whether you're dining in, ordering online, carry out, or getting delivery, it's the best food in Houston. Let me tell you about some area specials. Sugarland Hooters is hosting a Give-A-Hoot charity golf tournament benefiting the V Foundation to help Aid the fight against breast cancer. The tournament's June 15th. Stop in the Sugarland store to sign up. If you're looking for deals every day on Mondays and Wednesdays, they have BOGO wings and BOGO boneless wings on Wednesday. On Tuesdays, they have $9.99 burger and fries. Thursdays, $19.99 wings and Big Daddy bundle. Friday, crab legs are $19.83. Saturday and Sunday, kids eat free. Join Hooters Pearland with the three-on-three basketball tournament on June 24th. Join your buddies and head to Hooters Pearland to sign up. And what do you know? They have happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 to 7, 10 p.m. to close. And anytime, $3 Blue Moon drafts or $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. All right, guys. So if you can't get down to Hooters and watch the game, go and check out the all the action and all play-by-play on SiriusXM. Just go and download the, the SXM app and search Astros and hear all the play-by-play where hopefully the Astros do not continue where they score like a whole bunch of runs and the next day they get shut out. This is a four-game series, so 
hopefully they don't continue this into the next series. But uh, how good was this offense today? This offense was really good. You had Diaz get four hits. You had Jake Myers get four hits. You had Tucker, who's not been struggling, struggling, but uh, he got three hits today, including a home run. And you, uh, it was just up and down the lineup. Everybody got a hit in the starting lineup. And it was just one of those games where you had 19 hits. Uh, you're hoping to get that 20th hit. And uh, it's been a perfect time to bring up the, to get the rookie. We'll talk about him in a second. But uh, Diaz uh, got a double and a, uh, two doubles, actually. So it wasn't just a whole bunch of singles for Diaz. Yeah. He's making um, a little stride. He's batting 284 right now with a 786 uh, OPS. So Diaz making a name for himself now. That's right. So Jolts, Diaz, and Myers, 15 plate appearances. They had nine hits. They were nine for 15. When your 7, 8, and 9 guy are nine for 15, that should move the needle a little bit. Um, Diaz was the guy that scored the only run the game before. He got the solo home run. You know, the Astros lost two to one in that final game against the Angels. And, uh, you know, Sparky said it tonight on the radio. He said, if Diaz gets more at bats, he's going to find a rhythm. Right. He needs to find a rhythm. And was so funny. All the naysayers were like, well, we know Diaz isn't starting today. And he was the starting catcher. I love it. Um, so good job. Good job on them. Tucker, again, a solid game. Um, you know, Bregman was one for five. He got that hit at, at the end of the game, but dude, Alvarez at home run. And I mean, just, just all the home runs. It was, you know, such a fun game to watch. I was worried that they were going to go six runs in the first and then not score the rest of the game. And then, nope, they, they had other plans. They figured they would, they would put up runs in the fourth, fifth and eighth inning to, uh, kind of make it a, a, a touch, a, an out of touch ball game. So this great Kessinger kid. Um, Eric got called up and, um, he can play every infield position. Now they've been saying he can play first. He's only played one game at first this year in uh-huh. sugar land. And I think last year he played one game in Corpus, but when I interviewed him, when I talked to him, I asked him where he was most comfortable. He said, I don't care where I go. He said, I came up a shortstop from Ole Miss, but wherever coach puts me, I'll go, I'll play anywhere. And so, I love his tenacity. Um, he's hitting the cover off the ball in the minor leagues. Y'all go and watch that interview. Um, I highlight the jump that he's made this year. Last year he hit for power. But here's the thing. The message is in the Astros farm system, if you're producing in the minors, you're going to get a shot. Right. Even if you're not on the 40-man roster. And, Eric, this doesn't happen. Like, jokes getting called up early in the season, making the 40-man off the 40-man. Okay. I mean, you know, making the 26-man opening day roster. And then Greg Kessinger not even on the 40-man. I mean, this who who would have saw this coming? What other teams are doing this? And I can't wait to see the opportunities he gets and takes, and I hope he takes full advantage of it. Well, and uh, this year with the Space Cowboys, he's been batting 284, sorry, 843 OPS, um, six home runs, 32 RBIs. Um, but uh, I want to put this quote up here. This is um, from Mickey Story, the manager down there. And uh, he called him to his office and he said, hey, Gray, um, how are you feeling today? Uh, you want to be in the starting lineup today? He said, uh, yeah, I'm feeling really good. And then Story asked him, well, what if uh, Dusty Baker needs you in Toronto? 
And he says, well, then I'm great. Never better. And so that's how uh, he got told that he's going that's to awesome. the, the major leagues. And apparently Dusty Baker said that he was also going to uh, potentially be called up a couple years ago. Uh, but something happened COVID related with maybe somebody he was uh, teamed up with where mm. he didn't get the call up, but in order to make a spot on the 16 man roster for uh, Greg Kessinger, they went ahead and transferred Luis Garcia, who's out for the rest of the season with Tommy John surgery to the 60, uh, the 60 day IL. Uh, right. So that, that way uh, they can do that. I said 60 day roster, 60 man, roster, no. 40 man yeah. roster. The forty-man roster, so yeah, you sorry. got them. So that's okay. So yeah. you put you put Arkiti, I mean uh, Luis Garcia on the sixty-day IL. Yes, but you know the good thing is it wasn't Altuve going on the sixty-day sixty-day IL, or you know what I'm saying. Um, right. I'm thinking the way they were talking on the game. I re- I really think we'll see Altuve sooner rather than later. But Greg Kessinger is a great kid. I'm serious. Go check out um, the interview. Um, you know his grandfather played for the Cubs. He was actually drafted by I believe by the White Sox in the 60s. Um, I talk about that on the show. Um, I just love how he talks about the adjustments he's made. And I mean, this kid's ready. You know, he was like, I can't worry about when the call comes. I can't worry about that. Right. I just got to go out and be my best self. And what do you know? So the last two guys that I've interviewed um, for Locked on Astros, they've gotten called up like a week and a half later. That's kind of a cool trend. Now, I don't know that I could promise that every with every interview. <laughs> Everybody at Sugarland Space Cowboys would be calling, hey, uh, we need this chancy guy to come over here. But <laughs> the Astros are 19 and 6 since May 9th. Um, so, and they're leading the uh, majors with an ERA in, during that span. But also, um, Dusty Baker needed this win. And, and that's because he had to send down his third catcher, Cesar Salazar. Uh, he's been holding on, grasping on to the third catcher for the whole season, but he had to let that go. And it was a Titanic scene. I'll never let go. I'll never let go. But Dusty Baker had to let go of that third catcher. And uh, But they needed this. Uh, you got to give Alex Bregman a day off, and I think you might see that happen tomorrow. Uh, we may see the major league debut of uh, Kessinger and uh, you'll have Dubon at third base and he might play second base. So that's my prediction, um, especially if they're going to get shut out anyway, because <laughs> that's how the Astros be. I'm just totally kidding. But uh, anyway, so uh, who's on the mound for the Astros tomorrow? The Astros tomorrow have um, have have Hunter Brown. Yep. Um, yeah. And so uh, just to um, clarify, Gray's, Gray's uh, grandfather played for both the Cubs and the White Sox. So right. someone put Cubs with the little asterisks. Yes, um, he did play for both of those. Actually, he, he also played for one other team. But we've got Hunter Brown versus um, oh, Gosman, Kevin Gosman, Kevin Gosman um, yeah. who's, you know, four and three. When the dude's throwing, he can throw gas. Uh, the dude's got good stuff. And... The Astros just need to go out there and take care of business. He already has 100 strikeouts and 75 innings pitch, 1.12 whip. Um, so let me just see what he's done in his last few starts. It looks like in June he is 1-0. and So he's only pitched one game so far in June, which I guess it makes sense because it's June 5th. Five strikeouts. Mm-hmm. He struck out 10 batters one time in early May. He hasn't had a double strikeout game since then. But in the month of May, he was actually only one and one, and he had six starts. So, 
he's not been great, but he's not been terrible. But we know Kevin Gossman, when he's on, he's on. The Astros just need to go out there and take care of business. And I think they jump on them early. They jump on counts early. I like when they do that in Toronto. Um, they can hit in Toronto. They've had a lot of success. They won two out of three against them in Houston earlier. I don't know why they can't take at least three out of four this time around. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning into Locked on Astros. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to us. Make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. And uh, go ahead and make sure you tune in to SiriusXM. Uh, go and download the app and uh, the SXM app and go and listen to every pitch of the Astros versus Blue Jays series. And go and make us your first listen as Brett gets in character. And welcome to the big leagues, Greg Kessinger. And we hope to see you play. And Brett, you got any final words? That's right, brother. What are you going to do when the Joker Maniacs run wild on you? <laughs> Go Strohs. <laughs> Go Strohs. <laughs> you had to do that to me. <laughs>